The views expressed on this podcast represent only those of the hosts and do not represent the views of the Student National Medical Association. The annual Medical Education Conference 2023 will be held in person in Hartford, Connecticut at the Connecticut Convention Center from April 5th to April 9th, 2023. The theme for this year's AMEC is Brilliance Embodied, Elevating the Mission and Revitalizing Our Purpose. This year's theme reflects what each element of our organization represents, how our initiatives uplift the SNMA's mission, and the importance of reviving our overarching vision as we fully transition into a post-pandemic space. The largest gathering of underrepresented minority medical and pre-medical students across the United States and the Caribbean, AMEC gives attendees several days of innovative programming geared at preparing the next generation of physicians for successful careers in medicine. With tons of educational workshops and programs focused on academic and clinical success, professional development, and personal growth, AMEC is a premier experience that catapults attendees toward becoming clinically excellent, culturally competent, and socially conscious physicians. Attendees will also enjoy the unique opportunity to network with colleagues, physicians, medical school, residency program representatives, and partners from all over the country. Everyone is invited to register for AMEC 2023. The regular rate ends on March 1st, 2023 at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. For more information, visit snma.org forward slash page forward slash AMEC 2023. Welcome to SNMA Presents the Lounge. Whether you're in the student lounge, doctor's lounge, or lounge around at home, get ready to join SNMA for meaningful conversations on topics affecting minorities in medicine and groups that often sit at the margins of healthcare. My name is Dr. Aldwin Samari, White Coat Poppy, Bronx Neurodio, you know, all the athletes. Get it. The year of 2022 is coming to an end. So, one of our questions for today is, uh, what's your top five songs slash artists that you've played in 2022? Now, for me, my top five. So, you know, I got to give it up to Burner Boy. Had a fantastic year. Uh, mm-hmm. His his album, Love Damini, came out earlier this year. And I really, really be rocking with it all the time. Uh, one of my favorite songs on there is, uh, is called Cloak and Dagger. Um, my second is uh, Nas, King's Disease, Three. Killer, the th- thunderous Nas. I love that album. Um, third would probably be, you know, the Drake and 21 Savage. 20, oh, God, 21, 21, 21 Savage album. Because it was just, they were shooting shots at everybody. He was making, you know, Swiss cheese out of everybody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it was all about the drama. Y'all know I'm all about that drama. <laughs> you dig, you dig, you dig. You know, uh, shout out to the king, the Don Dada in, 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 in Jamaica. Uh, you know, I got to go with Vibes Cartel. Somehow he's amazingly enjoying his life in prison there. Uh, he got married, <laughs> but he's doing his 
he's doing his thing. <laughs> so, you know, vibes, I always got to rock with my boy vibes. And then last but not least, I love the Black Panther Wakanda Forever album. One of my favorite songs on there is called Con La Brisa, you know, and uh, every time I listen to that song, it reminds me of um, the scene where they're going into the uh, Atlantis and they're swimming. It's like a very melodic, smooth, mm-hmm. like you hear the harp playing. I don't know if you guys remember that scene, but uh, it's one of my favorite songs um, by a Mexican artist. I forgot her name, but she's amazing. Um, but anyway, so uh, what about you guys, though? What's your top five that are alive? So I'm student Dr. Isabella, and I'm actually looking right now at my <laughs> top five for replay from Apple Music. They said uh, my top song was Crush by Duckworth. And that is so true because that song is like, I don't know if you guys have ever heard it before, but he's an L.A. based artist. and It's really good. My top mm. artist is Drake. I mean, I don't think that's ever changing. As long as Drake is alive and well, Drake should be like the number the number one See. artist. Um, top album, they said for me, was Renaissance by Beyonce, which I think is also spot on. That was a that was the album of 2022, in my opinion. Um and let's see, what else are they saying for me? Uh, I think that's what's re- relevant. And then they're just talking about top genres, hip-hop, R&B, and soul, pop, worldwide, contemporary R&B. Um, and then they're about to show me what music moved me in 2022. So let's just give it a set. All right. So, yeah, that was pretty much what I said. They didn't really give it, like, a top artist thing like they did like top song top artist top album and that was pretty much it um i don't really want to use spotify because i feel like that's not going to be accurate because i use apple music more so mm-hmm. yeah that's to spotify that's right oh. <laughs> spotify can okay. they have their, their their times but i think apple music is just it's better yeah i like apple music too a lot um hey mm-hmm. so this is student dr erica dingle so uh, my top five I will not say dead or, dead or alive like always. No, but my top five is clearly just one album. Beyonce, 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 Beyonce. Okay, that's it. I did. It's easy enough. No, I ran that Renaissance album into the ground. Um, and my so it's funny. I had a conversation about this album because everybody has a top five from the album but Mm -hmm. what i did notice is that my top five changed so like my first top five when the album dropped was like with it with the exception of maybe three songs the songs rotated out so Mm -hmm. again just to kind of show how amazing of a body of work that album really is Mm -hmm. so you know but that's probably when did the album come out that was what like August and like, yeah, like sometime, yeah, sometime in the summer. Yeah, this yeah, I yeah, want to say I August. Probably, yeah. I know it was it was hot outside still, and everybody was wrapping up like their summer parties. So yeah, I <laughs> don't think I listened to much music before the album. Like music prior to the album doesn't resonate in my head. Oh, Drake, Drake does. Drake. Mm-hmm. July 29th is when Renaissance dropped, and mm-hmm. from July 29th until now. I have been playing that song, that album every day on my mm. commutes to work from work. So Drake is an honorable mention, though. The dance album that everybody was kind of like, what is this? Zara music? No, I actually oh, bumped that as well. No, I yeah. could imagine them playing it in Zara, though. It is very much mall music. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's giving that. So and I don't the elevator blame. type. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. I know. I'm, it's funny how we all kind of have similarities in our music choices, but you know, I think with that, 
let's get right on into our favorite part of the show. It is time to run the list. So for our preclinical students, running the patient list on the wards allows the team to address pressing matters of the day. In this segment of the show, we'll be discussing some recent events in medicine and beyond affecting our communities and the populations we serve. So just to start off with some really, really great news, we are so happy that after being detained in Russia for 294 days, being sentenced Mm. to nine years, and recently being transferred to a Penal Colony, WNBA superstar Brittany Griner has been brought back home to our beloved United States. Well, not really beloved, but you, you guys get what I'm saying. So, <laughs> yes. So, um, but basically, I guess a backstory, because I actually, um, I've been following her case too, but I was a little bit confused. But I know when we were kind of talking offline, I was trying to figure out, so what really happened to Brittany? And to our listeners, I also would like them to know what happened to her. So basically... Originally, she was traveling back to Russia on February 17th to kind of finish her overseas season. And that's when she was detained at an airport outside of Moscow. So custom officials allegedly said that they found vape cartridges containing cannabis oil in her luggage. I think it was called like shisha oil or something like that. And basically, you know, WNBA players kind of all came together and broke their silence on March 30th with player Brianna Stewart explaining that because WNBA players get paid an average of $130,000 per season, many players could have actually been in her position. Mm. And so basically since then, the U.S. has been in contact with Griner since March and they've been working toward an agreement for her release. Ultimately, Griner was offered back to the U.S. in a one-to-one prisoner swap with Victor Bout, who's a Russian arms dealer known as the Merchant of Death. And he was serving a 25-year prison sentence for conspiring to kill Americans and for providing weapons to terrorist organizations. So that's kind of just the really quick spiel as to what happened to Brittany and why, you know, what led to her being detained and how she's ultimately been released. But kind of people across the political spectrum have been criticizing this deal, especially because another American citizen, Paul Whelan, wasn't included in the deal. Like, what do you guys think? Is that kind of a fair trade or, you know, what, what what's kind of you guys' thoughts on the situation? Well, I'm going to say with this situation, yeah, I'm really, I'm I'm happy Brittany Griner has had the opportunity to come back, spend time with her beloved wife, her family, and the um, the prison sentence in my eye uh, wasn't uh, appropriate to the actual action that she committed. Mm-hmm. But that's not neither here or there. You know, they have their own system in Russia and we have our own system here. Mm-hmm. What truly amazes me, though, is that because of the pu- publicity and the support, you know, from the NBA players to, you know, celebrities. If this was a case where it was, for instance, me, my mother, well, one of your family members, they're probably undoubtedly we would be spending those nine years in prison. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. no, like, honestly speaking, you know, and I'm not trying to take away from the fact that she did deserve to be freed. Um, I'm mm-hmm. trying to I'm trying to speak to the fact that there are other Americans that unfortunately their families may never see again. They may never mm-hmm. even come back in the same capacity or the same state. Who knows what, you know, torturous, unheard of things that are going on out there. You know, Russia got the KBG. Mm-hmm. They, right. They're they all for doing torturing tactics out there. And mm-hmm. luckily, Brittany Griner seemingly looks like she's okay um, coming back. But I think that uh, beyond the story in, in itself is the fact that, you know, we are glamorizing the situation. Yes, she's back and we appreciate that. But we're undermining that there's more work to do for other Americans that are being detained. And I don't think right. that it's fair that we neglect those people and forget about their lives. Just because we have a celebrity, just because we have a WNBA player, 
and, and mm-hmm. the like. So I think that we have to take an appropriate look at this from the governmental politics and mm-hmm. uh, whether it's fair or not. I mean, who's to say? I'm not here to judge that particular aspect, but I'm, I am here to say that there's more that we could do. If we have the energy for Brittany Griner, then we could have the same energy for other homies that's in prison over there or other detainees that are even around the world. You know, not everyone is Brittany Griner. Not everyone got the clout like Brittany Griner. Not All everyone right. is making 130K like Brittany Griner and got the bread and the support of the American right. government and the American political system and the like. So, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. I'll be really tight if I was somebody else, to be honest. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's interesting. The, um, the support slash, um, people that were very like, what are y'all doing? Um, Mm -hmm. I've seen, it was very split on my, on my timeline. And I mean, from our people, like Mm -hmm. my, my feed is straight up black people (laughs) for the most part. (laughs) (laughs) um, I'm no foreign policy, foreign trade, none of nothing foreign expert. Um, But in, in speaking with other people, the real issue a lot of folks had was the the prisoner swap with Victor Bout um, because Victor Bout was like he's bad he was the the target or if you will of like a major CIA initiative back in the day because mm-hmm. he was supplying arms to so many countries um, right. and I said arms like artillery guns mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like y'all and he's not going back into prison. As far as I'm no. aware, like he's released. <laughs> he lives so life. this person who I mean, they worked years on this. Yeah, is who we tr- who we sent back, um, and he he looked very stealthy and healthy walking <laughs> across that tarmac. So you know, it's just kind of like, okay, we got back Brittany, great, but did we just do something else yeah. that we have not seen? <laughs> eyes have not wow. seen ears have not heard of the repercussions of yet um right. so yeah i mean i i try to remain neutral with mm-hmm. regards to some of these issues that we face in america because you know no matter where you land somebody's always going to have something to say about your opinion but i am happy that she's home and i do think there should be harsher laws for drug users in that sense like marijuana like come on it's 2022 like right everybody smoke yeah not like, i do i'm not, not saying anybody on this podcast smoke but. no that yes nothing said here represents the views right. of these and just we're gonna say it again for everybody listening <laughs> we're talking general right american right. people like people are there are pastors talking about growing marijuana nowadays okay like right so let's just <laughs> right no there are all that to say it's just we got to do better with these laws so that we don't have issues like this with our people being locked up over something right. so frivolous people kill people every day lock that's them up facts. that's exactly. it that's all yeah, and not to belabor the port or anything like that, but you know, I think also her release. We have to think about what does does this have to do 
in a way of how, you know, Russia or America could gain in the situation. Right? Was this actually for her own benefit mm-hmm. of going back home? Because another mm-hmm. thing to note is that the Russian armed forces invaded Ukraine on February 24th, which is just seven days after Griner was obta- obtained. So mm-hmm. it's kind of yeah. like when they obtained her, it was like, why did y'all even obtain her in the first place? It was looking already sketchy, you know? So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, right, right, even right. thinking about that, like, was she even like obtained on grounds that made sense? And like, now that, we started kind of doing some digging it's like you don't look things aren't looking right on that end so i i definitely think that um we need to keep in mind kind of the how she even ended up there in the first place and like probably why she ended up getting released because it was probably on some shady stuff um but yeah and i think another important uh question to ask you guys as well is what implications does that have for americans just traveling abroad in general stay traveling abroad to russia so I mean, it just depends. Like Ru- Russia is not on my list of places <laughs> to visit. Not- That's a sorry. And <laughs> um, I'm likely going yeah. to travel to the places that will at, at this point because right. life is so crazy. I'm going where people look like me in majority, and and, and that's, that's it. Right, and, that's and it. it'll probably be warm climates for a little bit, oh, just because cool. you know the way the way the world is going. So listen, I mean, for diplomats. Go ahead. No, I was going to just say like a quick little tidbit because that's exactly what happened to me when I uh, traveled to Nigeria. Like we went through um, Mm -hmm. Germany or something like that. And listen, the way they were behaving with our luggage, like our luggage was delayed. We were the only people who flew like to Nigeria through there. Like most people were just going to Germany. Like we used it as a layover and like our Mm -hmm. luggage was delayed for like two, three days. And they took things out of my mother's luggage. Like they like mm-hmm. i this is the last time i'm flying through europe like I, you know Damn. it's just every, every time they see a black person and like or if you're coming from africa they're already thinking certain things so it's mm-hmm. just it's really ridiculous yeah it's ridiculous mm-hmm. nah, that's facts i mean when you go to other countries just follow their law bro like don't try to be extra do anything yeah like significantly different than what they're accustomed to. Even a similar situation with the reporter that went to Qatar where the World Cup it was, he uh one of the journalists was wearing a um pride shirt. He ended mm-hmm. up dying, you know what I'm saying? Like a couple oh, of days right. later after posting wow. that. You know, so mm-hmm. you just gotta move carefully and recognize like you know that you're in a precarious situation when you're yeah. off soil. Like the the law system, the criminal justice system is completely different in these countries. And right. you'll find yourself at the tail end of a situation. Instead of coming back home, you're going to be there 20, 30 years for something you think that is, you know, really minimal to them. You know, even situations where Americans go to like Saudi Arabia or, you know, a lot of these mm-hmm. Arabic speaking countries mm-hmm. and they don't wear the, the hijab. You know, you yeah. can get the death penalty for that as a woman yeah. if you don't wear that. So you got to be really smart <laughs> the way you navigate these situations. Please look up the law before you go to these places if you want to act up. Yeah. Speaking of precarious situations, huh? uh, <laughs> listen here. Yeah, look. All right. Look, disclaimer we're in medicine. We are black. Exactly. Look, everything does not go for us. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, all that to say, um, there is something on TikTok called the Labor and Delivery Nurse Ick Challenge, um, where there were some labor and delivery nurses that are now formally affiliated with Emory University Hospital um, Midtown Atlanta. Well, these young ladies recently lost their jobs after posting a viral video to TikTok detailing their icks or things that are turnoffs when dealing with patients. For example, 
my ick is when you ask me how much the baby weighs and it's still in your hands. Um, or another voice mocking a patient that says, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, can I have some water? Excuse me, can I have a blanket? Um, and, you know, this is the job you signed up for. And there are hospitals that are strict, like, like jobs now have a contract, like an, a, a line or even a page social paragraph media. detailing social media, what you can do and what you cannot do. Like, it's that serious. And mm-hmm. I'm certain, you know, this was shared. So you got to be sensitive as well to the, the patients. I mean, who knows? Like, your social media is act. It can be sent to anybody unless you're super private. I don't know if TikTok allows you to do any type of privacy settings to where Mm. everybody can't see your video. But imagine I just delivered and now I'm seeing this nurse Mm -hmm. share, you know, one of my ics potentially. What if I have postpartum and that triggers me? You know, like it's just you got to be sensitive and that we have lost such sensitivity in America. Maybe... Maybe was it always gone? I don't know. I just feel like over the years, people just say, you know, I don't care. I'm gonna just act how I want to act, mm-hmm. and um, it's 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 just trash. What do y'all think about it, though? I mean, I think that this is just more collateral and more reasons why people, especially Black people, say they don't trust the health system. And then, you know, I, it makes me realize now. So, women who go and this is what labor and delivery wow wow and we already have black maternal mortality rates that are like sky high like this couldn't have been worse this couldn't have Mm -hmm. been a worse situation in terms of the kind of nurses who made this tick because like there's already so much like horrible statistics with black women getting pregnant and not coming out on the other side alive like just to be frank with you so if i remember at a baseline you're desensitive to my concerns if i'm coming in pregnant trying to give birth like what is why won't i call up my doula to do a home birth at this point it doesn't make any Mm -hmm. sense like like now i know that this is how some people are moving so then why would i now feel comfortable to put my life on the line with someone who is willing to go on tiktok and make some kind of caricature of of giving birth which is crazy sensitization i'm telling Mm. you know nobody is sensitive anymore it like you said maternal black Maternal mortality rate sky high. And you my mm-hmm. nurse? And right. we should be able to, like, I know freedom of speech and, oh, we were just, but nah. Like, this is, mm-hmm. you decided on this career mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. to care for people in a vulnerable situation, for what right. it's worth. Like, one of the most vulnerable right. from start to finish. It just, have some respect. Um, Aldwin? Yeah, I mean... Um... It's just prime example. Got to be careful what you put out there. People are watching you. Even if you don't think you're going to go viral, you can go viral. I've had a situation where, you know, people, you know, reported me for a video I put up, you know, and, Mm -hmm. you know, you never realize in in the moment what it could mean and how people can misconstrue or construe their own thoughts and perceptions Mm -hmm. about what you're saying. But I also think, you know, we got to also understand, of course, it's, you know, what they said is is abhorrent, but also wanted to know, you know, the context of why they said those things. Because we know oftentimes in the healthcare environment, it's very stressful. 
um, lack of, you know, wellness resources. Nurses work really, really hard. You know, shout out to the nurses. But I also mm -hmm. wanted to understand, like, you know, what was going behind the scenes, behind their thought in putting that video, because there might be some other issues that are implicating them to do such things and they even work together to do that, you know, in such an environment. But it doesn't excuse that behavior and that tactic. You know, like you guys mentioned, the black maternal mortality. We're talking about Atlanta, which, you know, is 40, 50 percent black. So that could, you know, exacerbate a lot of issues. But also it's a look at what about how other nurses are feeling. They may be represented how nurses are feeling, but they that may not be something that we're aware of. You know what I mean? Like in, in the L&D unit. And so, um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. You know, they lost their jobs. You got to do what you got to do. Um, and figure it out. Mm -hmm. But I think oftentimes at the, the landscape of healthcare, there's there's always uh, a disaster waiting to happen when you have those kind of thoughts. So um, be careful, social media. Make sure you you know, watch our videos over before you publish it because someone somewhere out there is going to put it out there and they're going to try to, you know, mess up your situation. You know what I mean? Keep those thoughts to yourself. Put your joint on private. Put it on your only friend's uh, unit right. or send it in a text to, to somebody close to you or don't send it at all. Just write it down in your journal. If you're feeling that way, I'm <laughs> that's sorry. what I'm saying. What, what happened I mean? to journal writing? Like what happened to yeah, journal, journal writing? writing? No, journal yeah. writing is now social media. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. that's like a People fact. post everything about their personal life on social mm -hmm. media. It's like, yeah, it, that is, it, I mean, it's an unhealthy form of like, <clears throat> it is ex cathartic expression, but like it, and it's doing more damage than good. I want to pause for a second though, all, but you did yeah. say something that, I was like, you know what? Hmm. I didn't think about it from that perspective. Hmm. What if these nurses were trying to collaboratively share, you know, their gripes mm -hmm. and maybe they were looking to get something like not recognition in the in the sense of like, oh, clout, hmm. but recognition of, hey, this is what's happening. Like I heard you say some something similar to that. Like yeah. this is what's happening in labor and delivery, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But I think in that's valid right now that could be the case for medical students for example i've yeah. mm -hmm. read reports right. about medical students and how during rotations they have to work x amount of hours and yeah. mm -hmm. they're not right nobody's getting paid um even in residency yeah. just overworked underpaid now let's say <laughs> you have a subset <laughs> right a subset of medical students that want to actually bring shed light on this like, I like solutions. So what would you suggest in that case? Like if these women really had an issue, because mm -hmm. I, I don't think this was a, I don't think this was them trying to voice their, their issues and say, oh, help us. I think they were just being yeah. nice, nasty. And <laughs> yeah. they decided to post a video and they wanted some clout. Mm -hmm. But, you know, hypothetically sure. speaking, how would you inform a group of people in medicine that wanted to use social media to kind of maybe inform others about the issues they're experiencing. And right before you actually hit that, all, let me just say one thing though, the board of nursing directors, they're not watching TikTok. I'm telling you that right now, or whoever, like, you know, <laughs> right. supervisors, the they're not watching. They're not, they're not using TikTok as, as, as their quality improvement metrics. Like that's not a part right. of their job. You know, like if you have other stuff, exactly. If yeah, you have an issue, you're going to, Put in a formal complaint, <laughs> a complaint, 
You're going to go through whatever union yeah. that nurses have. And that's right. how you're going to mm-hmm. do it from a practical standpoint. You're not going to go on TikTok. And that was completely clout chasing. I don't care who says different. Cause no, there's no, Absolutely. like, <laughs> you know, like there's no, yeah. there was no structure to what they did or said to, to try to voice anything constructive. It was just, let me blow off steam on TikTok and hope and pray that people laugh yeah. with me and, and, Come on, like it's ridiculous. But sorry, go ahead. Open. With my pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned yeah. you mentioned an important part. The uh, nurses have a union that they can go to, but mm-hmm. residents, you know, they don't. Medical students, yeah. they don't. You know, yeah. you're like was was mentioned. You're underpaid. You're undermined. You're in this cogwheel that oftentimes perpetuates toxicity, stress, anxiety. Uh, and I think one of the things that we need to do is simply, and it's not simple, but Start off with creating unions. We have a system in the Bronx, Montefiore, that's actually trying to advocate to the actual um, um, president CEO of the system, Dr. Ozark, or something like that. Ozawa, something like that. Nigerian guy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what they're finding, they even have a, um, they have assembled the support of state politicians to even write on behalf of the resident union that is trying to be formed at Montefiore. And you find that these challenges are very common in the medical system. We don't have a place to go and we standardize just getting through the process, right? Going through mm-hmm. long hours, not sleeping, sleep deprived and, and the like. But I think that we have the power to say no. We have the power to say we can challenge the system if we work together. So many people are fearful of speaking. Like for me, for instance, I'm, I'm very transparent. Anybody that follows me on IG, I'm truthful mm-hmm. about my experiences with residency and the things that I despise and dislike about the whole process. Mm-hmm. And people be DMing me like, bro, I appreciate that. Like you keep it real and that and the like. And a lot of people, they don't do that. You see them mm-hmm. photos, they smiling, they on vacation. But meanwhile, in the back when they at work, they crying in the back room or they're depressed or mm-hmm. they're having seasonal affective disorder because it's always snowing. So you see this glamorization uh, in medicine, but we don't see, like Erica mentioned, the solution in regards mm-hmm. to what's going on behind the scenes. And so I think it starts with you it starts with being able to advocate, being able to collaborate with other residents, other hospital corporations around the country and standardizing what this process should look like and not allowing us to be scapegoated in this process. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when I started residency two, three months in, I was getting, I gained like 15 pounds. You know what I'm saying? Like is mm-hmm. my sleep was all over. Like I was, I was getting up in the middle of the night, panic attacks. I was tight. Got to get up mm-hmm. at like five thirty every day and do the same thing, stay in the hospital 13, 14 hours. I just was, it just wasn't for me, you know, at that particular time. And it's mm-hmm. a whole adjustment process. So I think, you know, uh, creating those resources for the unions, but also creating the resources for also our residents and giving people grace. Cause I see it all the time. A lot of people don't give people medicine grace at all. It's like, you've got to be here on 100, be on go. Like, we need to understand each other. We need to have a form of compassion for mm-hmm. each other. And we are unable to discuss or talk about that. Like, if a doctor uh, attending screams at you, you're supposed to take that. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm not supposed right. to take that. That is not appropriate. That's not the, that is not what I came to medicine for. I came to help people, not to be right. criticized berated. and ridiculed, berated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's a it's a complex issue, but I think that that's kind of like where we need to start and not being afraid and tackling this together. Good. Like it. 
Thank totally you. agree. And at the end of the day, the nurses have been fired. Emory put out their little, you know, statement and yeah, we, we move on and up. And at the end of the day, despite this issue, you know, of labor and delivery yeah. nurses kind of just doing a free for all on TikTok, you know, they cannot, they cannot affect what it means to actually experience the beauty of pregnancy. And we still mm. appreciate it when we have people that we know, love and respect, such as Kiki Palmer, who recently mm-hmm. announced that uh-huh. she actually is pregnant. Um, on Saturday Saturday Night Live, and it's uh, her first child, as we uh, uh-huh. can all know, considering that this is such a big deal with her boyfriend, Darius Jackson, uh, the brother of Insecure star, Saranis Jackson. You guys remember the brother and the role he played? He was like one of Molly's boyfriends. Uh-huh. The really tall guy, like the really, 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 really tall guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for- yeah. I-, I forgot his name, though, on the show. But yeah, so that's his, his brother. Um, but basically, while while many people's kind of celebrated Kiki's wonderful news, there was a few backhanded comments on social media kind of suggesting that the pregnancy news would have been better if Kiki was married and that black women seem to be the only demographic that get praised for single motherhood. So what are y'all thoughts on that? Because mm. that's that's a difficult, a difficult statement to make, you know, mm. live your life. Hey, let her live her life, man. Let's celebrate this black queen and whatever decision right. she makes. You know, I went on a, I was on a Why Baddest group on Facebook. It's called Young Black American Doctor, and this guy posted about the pregnancy and said, "Is marriage an outdated institution?" Honey? And they they dragged that man. Right. <laughs> Ooh, if I told you the comments, they was Tuesday. Yeah, he self sacrificed on that one, mm-hmm. but. Uh, <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> he did. <laughs> yeah. But no, like I really love that Kiki's living in her truth. She's living in her beauty. And um, I'd rather be in a situ- in this situation. People oftentimes think, oh, she's not married, whatever the case may be. But she's in a situation where she's with a loving partner and it's a right. full household. Forget the title of marriage. And you don't know what like her thoughts and ideations. Are. Maybe she's going to get married when the baby gets born. Like who? That doesn't right. matter. That doesn't that we could neglect that fact. What we can focus on is that we have a woman and a man that is going to empower their child. They're going to be active in this beautiful baby's life and that they're going to help develop this baby into a productive citizen citizen of the world. And so I think we should focus more on that, but also we should focus on the fact that as we mentioned earlier, people need to mind their business. Mind, mind yours, yeah. live your life. Baby. You know what I mean? Ke- Kiki's it. Kiki's representation of a positive, optimistic woman and being on this earth. What is she doing to you that you got to go and, you know, dismantle all of her positivity? Right. And we talk about black women in the media. We got to uplift them. You know, we're not doing that enough. And this is a prime example. When a woman is proclaiming her happiness, we're taken away from that. And that's a no, no. You know what I mean? Like we need to help bring this queen to the level and the standard that our community needs to see. And I, I feel so ashamed that we continue to see this, you know, commonly over and over and over again. So shout out to Kiki. I'm very happy for her and, um, you know, her boyfriend. And, I, you know, I look forward to, you know, uh, seeing what uh, um, pops off for them in the future in regards to this. So what you yeah. think? I'm happy for her, of course. Yeah. She's like, <clears throat> well, for for me and my generation. No, I'm joking. Um, I just feel it looks like it feels like a niece. Oh, your niece has, is mm. having a baby. Oh, baby right. Kiki with a baby. Um, so there's that. Also, <sighs> there you I go. think 
<laughs> right. Whenever I do that, that <laughs> deep guttural this, this, this is why it's a podcast. Yeah. We got to hear all all opinions and sides I, nah, nah, of it. Nah, I just I feel like at some point, either in college, or like right before you graduate, everyone in the U.S. needs to take a class on what marriage is in the United States. And hmm. I even want them to maybe not necessarily uh, actually fake marry people in the class, but like make them go through a divorce proceeding mm. and what all goes into that. Because everybody is talking about marriage, 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 marriage is mm. a business contract at mm-hmm. the end of the day. That's like, true. I know that's not necessarily what maybe it was supposed to be, but in 2022 it is a legit straight up business contract and that comes with a lot of ups downs things that are gray it's not black and white all the time and kiki with her money her success whatever she decides to do whether she gets married down the line or not i don't think we should be shaming her into shaming her either into being married or being ashamed of her that she did not make the decision to get married before she had a baby. Additionally, it's important to note that Kiki has had polycystic ovarian syndrome, right? Mm -hmm. And we know that, so let's break it down a little bit, a condition that's important and an important cause of ovulatory and menstrual irregularity, subfertility, and infertility. That's Mm -hmm. like the main things about the infertility, like keyword, mm. clinically evident hyperandrogenism and metabolic dysfunction in women. Essentially, though, women with PCOS are infertile a lot of times and have mm. to go through rounds and rounds of IVF in mm. order to actually have a baby. So mm. here we are again. The backlash is coming from where? The Black community about this young girl who mm. actually was able to overcome this disorder become pregnant and she's not married. So we're, you know, we're upset. And does marriage still exist anymore? Like, do, can people, can people in 2022 actually carry out a marriage? Successfully? Talk to them. Facts. Listen. That, like, we are looking at the, the entity, like, look at the people that make the entity. Can can it be successful with those people? It's it's very layered. A lot of these conversations and topics that come up, I find, are not just linear. Um, and, and I Auntie just Chell, I hate, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, Auntie <laughs> Chell, I'll, 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 I was gonna say Auntie Chell Obama. She's yeah. already been telling us like these kids of today. Let me not say kids. I'm kids of today, but this yeah. generation <laughs> can no, like they true. cannot handle a marriage because she literally talked about basically hating her husband for ten years, yeah. Mr. Barack Obama. She That's basically well. hated this man mm-hmm. for ten years. What? And it was during the time of child rearing that mm-hmm. that occurred which is usually the most vulnerable time in a marriage. So can these right. people who are opening up their mouth up and wide saying, oh, oh you just need marriage first, can you even handle it? Like, that's the that's really the gag. Like, because most of the time, it's not a walk in the park. It's not, oh, holding hands, honeymoon face right. forever. You have to it's really not. deal with some real adult issues on top right. of having kids. So like, yeah. you know, what you're getting to is a very important point. Yeah, it, it, I just... We and like I said, it really came from our community again. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we do seem sadly to have a higher demographic that 
ha- that are single mothers. And you know yeah. what? These single mothers be raising their single they, they sons and daughters. So like right. I'm not about to give them any backlash for doing their jobs, whether someone decided to be present with them or not. Right. But aside, just aside from that, I'm happy for her. I know I said a lot. Um, and people need to get some business in 2023 and stop minding others. Mm-hmm. Again, I'll mm-hmm. say it. No, but I'm I happy totally for her. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think that congrats to Kiki. Listen, girl, just let the haters, you know, fall to the side. Because at the end of the day, they're not going to be the one to raise your child and experience, you know, the happiness that's going to come with being a mother. So, you know, congrats to her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once again, in terms of just talking about things that we want to be mindful mindful of when it comes to our health because we just talked about kiki having pcos and like how that can lead to um Mm. different issues in terms of fertility and all that stuff there are other things too in regards to just women's health um that we're becoming kind of becoming privy to in regards to um other facets of the body so there's actually a recent study that came out by the nih which found a possible link between hair relaxers and other strengthening chemicals and um and uterine cancer basically so these findings were kind of published in a journal of National Cancer Institute on October 17, 2022. And basically, mm-hmm. just kind of after an average of nearly 11 years of follow-up, women who had reported using hair straightening products were m- almost twice as likely to have developed uterine cancer than those who did not after mm-hmm. adjusting for other factors that might affect risk. And so women who had reported frequent use of straighteners, which is more than four times in the previous year, were about two and a half times more likely to develop uterine cancer. I think yeah. that is so scary. That is so yeah. scary. Um, Considering... <laughs> yeah yeah just for me for how many years that's a relaxer oh Oh, yeah sorry (laughs) oh yeah the one with the kid the one with the kid the the girl on the box and her hair is all yeah mind you apparently those girls didn't even use the relaxer it was a silk press they they don't (laughs) they don't goof this up so this whole time y'all had me relaxing my hair you was just getting a silk press like see that those are the um these are the terms that evade me um, yeah, like, so, yeah, what are you guys' thoughts on this? Because I think this is just really scary, like, you know, because I can probably guarantee that almost every Black woman at least once, I don't want to say, all, like, every single, but at least a majority have at least used Relax at least once in their life, like, I have to Maybe. say. So that's just, like, super scary. Well, I'll, listen, age nine to about 27, 28, mm-hmm. and this is four times in the previous year, I was getting relaxes every two months hmm. for that amount of time. So hmm. these numbers scare me. And right. like, the, the, it, I'm scared for me and my homegirls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, seriously. seriously. Um, <clears throat> and it's just, I'm always interested when studies like this come out. Because um, I didn't realize how many Black people enroll. Like, this makes me happy. Because it's like, okay, clinical trials, black people. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, or well, people in general, but we know that black people use straighteners, relaxers, etc. Right. Um, but it's it's really scary to know. And um, I don't know. Stay I prayerful. Mean- at this yeah. point, like, <laughs> listen, because listen, I already, I already, I, oh, sorry, go ahead, Aldwin. I was going to, I was going to say that I really would like to know with this study, like, what, like they said, there's a correlation, but what exactly in the hair, you know, relaxes, what is it that's actually 
um, and increasing the the likelihood of uterine cancer. You know, like what is is it the, like what chemical? What is like the mechanism of action in this whole process? Mm-hmm. So I guess like digging deep into that. But I think that obviously the greater issue is communicating um, the importance of you know taking care of yourself and being mindful of what you do to your body. And mm-hmm. you know, even on my own podcast, I, I interviewed a, a, a hair transplant surgeon which is mm-hmm. a subsection of dermatology. And we talked about like at, at odds and at evens about, you know, women taking care of their hair. A lot of women, because of, you know, these kind of issues have alopecia, which affects, mm-hmm. you know, the the psychology and mental health of, of, of many women as well. But I think, you know, the context of it is, you know, just realizing, you know, like educating yourself and being knowledgeable about this. But I think they need to really break down, like, what is that mechanism? Like, how does that, to me, it's just like, okay, there's a correlation, but, what does that correlation signify? You know what I mean? Yeah, I do think that's important. There's actually a whole list of names of women mm-hmm. who have actually put in personal injury lawsuits in their respective districts oh, with wow. you know with the with the brands of the relaxed group. So Dark and Lovely's here, Just for Me is here, Carefree Curl, Motion. That's everything, man. Shop yeah. Sheen. Like that's the whole beauty supply. So and and they all have Everything is almost saying uterine cancer. One person said breast cancer as well. Wow. Another person, uterine fibroids, endometriosis. I mean, this is crazy. And, you know, given how many black women actually suffer from, like, gynecological issues, I'm not yeah. surprised to see that it could be relaxers. That could be the maybe the link. You know who? Right. Yeah, this is this is actually really that's important. Crazy. And I think that's unfortunate for these relaxer companies because all, all you guys are going to go under as far as I'm concerned. They're going to be paying, it's going to be billions. We can, we're not going to see them. They're not going to be on the shelves anymore. I'm going to walk into the beauty supply and they're all going to be gone. It's going to be That's replaced by I'm about to get a hair relaxer and get my check. Yeah. I'm done. All right, <laughs> now you're doing too much. You know, look, I have a, I actually have a story that ties into this and it's, it's interesting um, and crazy. My aunt and I were talking recently about just the natural hair movement, how it's progressed, right? Yeah. And how now our natural hair, whether you have legit like 1C, 1B or 2, whatever curls are not like the loose curls versus the tight curls. Right. Like everybody's hair is now being considered curls, right? Right. Back in the day, that wasn't the case. Um, And she was telling me about a temp worker that, where her old job, she used to work for Ernst and Young. They would make sure, like when they hired people to work the front desk, that they mm-hmm. looked like sleek. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have bantu knots, for example. Somebody mm-hmm. came in with bantu knots. Very professional woman, mm-hmm. but another black woman sent her home, called the temp agency, like she's not professional enough to work here. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, in comes somebody with slick back hair. So it these relaxers were almost like pushed on us to an extent right? Mm. right. for, for the sake of professional look. Right. Um, because I mean, it really, like I used to get my hair straightened for an interview or for a big event. It was because mm. my natural hair state couldn't have been professional. Right. It, mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. wasn't good enough for a job interview or to land a position. So right. it's, it's interesting. Like now, the perpetuation of this professional aspect of our grooming, if you will, right. being linked to this, like, hmm, all of all, like all along, we were just trying to look our best 
And where did that even stem from? Like, where did the idea that straight hair was professional come from? And now we're suffering for it after just trying to make ourselves fit the mold for so long. No, this is this is important. It's mm -hmm. it's an important case. And I'm glad that they shed light on this because for the most part, things that affect black people don't typically get all of this attention. So I'm glad that, you know, this is something that they're they're making us aware of, Um, you know, but kind of staying on that point of just making awareness to different health issues. This is actually World's AIDS Day slash HIV AIDS awareness. Um, So. Founded in 1988, World AIDS Day was the first ever international day for global health. Every year, United Nations agencies, governments, and civil society join together to campaign around specific themes related to HIV. Awareness raising activities take place around the globe. And, you know, I'm not sure how useful it is kind of for us to go into the whole background of HIV AIDS. So we all know when we hear the word HIV Mm -hmm. AIDS, it's always a negative kind of connotation, right? I mean, AIDS is pretty much just a late stage manifestation of HIV. um, And it basically just makes a person more vulnerable to receiving common infections as well as other infections that a regular person otherwise wouldn't have if they weren't immunocompromised from that from that standpoint and we know the history right kind of behind when it was first recognized around around um among men who have sex with men in 1981 and just have since then disproportionately impacted low-income queer people of color in otherwise economically advantaged countries like the u.s and also in sub-Saharan Africa, like 60% of the world population is actually living with HIV. Um, but we back then, they kind of saw HIV as a death statement, right? And now it's like people live years and years and years with HIV, given all the advancements in medical uh, technology that we've done so far. And I, I think it's just important to kind of give awareness to the disease because it was a real... It was a disease that was heavily stigmatized in the past. And I think Mm. it's nice that now people can live with the disease, even celebrities like Magic Johnson and, you know, other people of the like who can live with it and still, you know, have a full life because they are on anti-retroviral therapy. So Mm -hmm. I think that's really, that's really important. I remember um, in my, was the second year of med school, it's crazy. I was in class, one of my classes, and the, the doctor, it was a doctor up front, and I remember him saying, HIV is a black man's disease, and he had a picture, a caricature of a black man in a slave ship. And I'm like, that's mm. how you really feel? Like, mm. <laughs> you know, I, like I was sitting there, like, I was, like, shaking, like, well, I'm about to run over here and drop kick this dude, like, I'm in WWE. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we actually <laughs> went and reported it. You know, um, me and so- several of the other black students in my class at the time. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that to say, like, that is the perception of what HIV and AIDS represents, right? They, the standard, like, there's a model. Oh, yeah, that's a black person's disease. But no, the mm-hmm. reality is that it affects everybody. You, you, mm-hmm. you could, everybody mm-hmm. could get it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So engaging in protective sexual practices is important. Yes, yeah, 60% mm-hmm. of you know, the people that have it are in sub-Saharan Africa. But there's 40% of people also that it does not include, you know, which includes, mm-hmm. you know, the rest of the population as well. But mm-hmm. also, um, I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, I was on my infectious disease rotation a couple months ago. And mm-hmm. speaking to the fact that people are living longer, I had a patient who was diagnosed with uh, uh, um, HIV AIDS in like the late 80s, you know what I'm saying, or right. mid 80s. And he's still living at the age of 60 something years old. And now there's over 30 drugs that have been marketed to for HIV and AIDS that are currently mm-hmm. active. 
And now people thought initially, like, you know, the last 10, 15, 20 years, people would have to take six, seven, you know, different pills at a time. Now you could take one or two pills as well. And they're all also working on injectables as well in the market as well. So things are significantly improving. Now I'm not saying, you know, just go all out because there's medications that could, you know, help prevent the, the, um, the, um, progression of HIV and AIDS, like don't be wilding out here. You know what I mean? So protect right. yourself. But <laughs> the, the fact of the matter is that if, even if you don't, and we are seeing all of these commercials and the like, that there there are options for you to be able to live a very full and long life in this process. So, right. uh, you know, I think it's amazing, you know, what the UN and all of these uh, uh, um, organizations are doing to bring their awareness to this and really be able to combat this disease and create an optimism, optim, uh, optimistic outlook on this. You know? Right. Agreed. Yeah. So happy AIDS world, you know, AIDS awareness slash HIV awareness day. Um, and yeah, like I think let's transition though back. We've kind of been in a medical headspace for some time now, right now on the podcast, we got to kind of circle back to media and what's going on from that standpoint, but there's actually been a lot of transitions right now and just black media in general. Um, Trevor Noah from The Daily Show actually just left um, his host, his kind of his hosting position on a late night talk show. And as well as Angela Yee, who uh, left The Breakfast Club. So it's mm-hmm. kind of just some some transitions so we've been having so far. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I wonder kind of what's causing the shift where, you know, maybe people want new opportunities or just kind of tired of same old same old what they've been doing for years they just want to try something new in their life you know i think it's interesting that two kind of very notable talk show hosts just left you know their positions so anyways oh yeah angela's getting her own show right um yeah okay way up with angela Yee. um and i mean she's had she's been with them for a while so yeah it was serious i don't that i know power 105 do they they have Angela? Um, uh, what's Angie Dave? Wait, Angie Martinez. Just, I couldn't think of her name. Jesus, that's terrible. Angie Martinez, <laughs> who was at High oh, ninety seven yeah. and was yeah. like their prominent and probably solo host for years, um, the voice of New York. Not even self proclaimed. Like she really that's was a for fact. years. Um, and then she went over to Power one hundred five one. So maybe they're just trying to grow their female presence with regards to you know having you know, these time slots and solo shows. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, a good move for her. Um, And I think, honestly, The Breakfast Club, like, she was, she contributed, but I feel like I would like to see her, you know, expand into her own space and talk about the things that she maybe would want to talk about more. And, you know, we get to see more of just Angela. So I'm excited about that. Um, And then with Trevor Noah, I mean, man, like these shows, I think, with a lot of these shows as well, and I'll say this for Angela too, like it's best to get out before like, you know, you're well, one forced to go out, you know, to bow out. I think just bow out gracefully. Like you always want people to crave more, right? Yeah. right. Like every show that has ended, like sitcom or whatever, it's like, oh my gosh, y'all are ending. Yeah. And, you know, they could have given us way more seasons, but 
what about the time when it, if the time comes and it's like, oh, that show is still on, like you never want to be just the has been. So right. I think it's cool that he made his exit. I watched the show. Um, it was really, really nice to see him give flowers where the flowers were due to the people who brought him on. Mm-hmm. Um, Trevor Noah was just, he was, he was really pivotal in a lot of these conversations that we've had over the last few years about race, race relations, black mm-hmm. lives mattering, mm-hmm. you know, every, yeah, any job. and everything. Um, and I, I do want to mention that he honored black women. Like he, he said, you know, if you truly want to learn about America, talk to black women because they don't have the option to mess around and find out essentially. Right. Right. Um, and he, I mean, he really, he got teary eyed and you could tell he was so gracious for the black women that have raised him and shaped him and nourished him. And right. it was beautiful. Um, to see and to hear. So I don't know whoever's coming behind him has big shoes to fill. And it's interesting because John Stewart was different in how he managed and hosted. And then Trevor mm-hmm. Noah came in who yeah. was, he was doing stand up too. I didn't realize that. Like he was on a tour mm-hmm. doing stand up when he actually got the call from John Stewart for the position. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you can tell he has a little bit of comedic, uh, gifting in him in in the yeah. manner which he hosts, um, yeah. but it'll be exciting as well to to see like where he goes with his career moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think for both of them, you know, it's important. Sometimes you just phase out of certain positions, and I I, I want to celebrate both of them for taking that initiative and taking that challenge to say, you know, I'm kind of I've matured and I've learned from this experience. And mm-hmm. there's an, there's another direction that I want to grow in, and also there might be a bigger bag on the other end of that too, right? That's uh, for, right. <laughs> for Angela Yee, even um, being able to continue to work and market her own personal brand, and like you mentioned, being in her own space and mm-hmm. comfort. And I remember listening to uh, her talk about that, how excited she was to uh, you know be in a syndication where it's everything that she wants to focus on. It's it's really critical exactly. for her in her evolution and uh for trevor no i think he's done a tremendous job of you know continuing to be truthful and be like honest and not afraid to talk about the topics that we sometimes question or are afraid to touch or taboo Mm -hmm. he was relentless in his pursuit of representing what it means to be black as well and i and i agree with you like i I did love like the ending of, of the show i mean i watched that the tidbit in terms of um his excerpt excerpt to uh black woman and uh you know honoring them and i think these two shoes it it, it leaves it, it leaves something remarkable for other people to place themselves in i hope with the mm-hmm. they, uh I, I hope that with the daily show that they bring in another a black sister actually you know what i'm saying maybe like mm-hmm. kiki palmer or something you know what i mean like to pull up like switch the game up you know what i mean i think that we need also a lot of black women in these spaces to and there's a lot of opportunities, so I really look yeah. I don't think Kiki's them. coming though. She already she has her own media platform. I know. I, know. I was just saying. Yeah. I was just, I was just yeah. saying. Put it someone. Yeah. Someone. That's an interesting thought, though. Like a black mm-hmm. who would who would I don't even I would have to sit and like ponder for real for real. Like who Me would too. actually yeah. be good on that? But, right. Well, whoever they put in that space, I hope they don't you know fumble the bag and because you know sometimes I. 
<laughs> it's almost like I wonder, like, do you do we remember when when we are black and in these spaces that we do not have the option oh, to yeah. just gotta be careful. Find out. Like, let me see how let me let me do this and mm-hmm. find right. out how it goes. Like, we don't have that option. And we've seen this happen a few times this year. Um <laughs> where you know you have a black man at, at the center of a scandal alongside somebody else whether we know their race or not um so right now um the third out third hour of good morning america is experiencing uh, a shakeup of sorts after tabloids and many other outlets revealed that Mm -hmm. two of its hosts Mm -hmm. tj holmes Mm -hmm. and amy robach were exposed for allegedly having a months-long affair so Mm -hmm. since these photos have been released you know, internet, <laughs> Twitter has gone crazy <laughs> with these images. It is just so funny to watch, but I feel so bad for laughing. Um, but yeah, executives at ABC have pulled since pulled the two anchors off air while news of their affair dominated the headlines. Now, to note, both hosts were married. Not though surprising. At the time, mm-hmm. right? Though at the time of the news break, Robach was allegedly said to be separated from her husband. However, there was no such word about T.J. Holmes and his wife. Though he has admitted to cheating on his current wife. Um, they said he was separated too, though, from his wife. Oh, well, okay. Separation, yeah. not separation. The whole thing looks messy as it as it, it as it will be. You know, it's like, it's messy because you think because just because it, they have the title of marriage associated with who they were with, but it doesn't exclude the fact Wait, that if you're separated... I, hold up. It, <laughs> so, here we go. You said the title going, of marriage? The title yeah, of marriage? They, they might be getting divorced. They might be undergoing that, but they're not living together. They're not with that individual. Oh, so dude, these separated. people were out here like plain daylight. Played... <laughs> Plain daylight, uh, didn't even care. Like holding uh, hands, going on secret trips. Uh, like I think also uh, at some point he had something of hers on air. Like there was not even no. a there was not even a trying of trying to be discreet with it. It doesn't matter how whether there was the worst marriage of life. If you don't want to be with the person, you break up with the person, clean cut, and the, you know that you can do what you want. But when you do these that, things, you embarrass families. Who, you embarrass who, families. Who's to say that he didn't do that though? We don't know if they clean cut. Why? Did, they why so why they get why they get why they get fired then? If it's not a situation, then why is it a situation? Well, you understand what I'm saying? They're still thing. married, like they're legally married, but they're separated, which means they're Hold not up. in the same house. We don't know. We don't know if homeboy is separated though. We only know that her, she that the white lady uh, is separated. <laughs> Hold up, wait a minute. Uh, no. You no listen, I just heard a really good point and I'd like to focus us. Yeah. So they did not both get fired. If I am not mistaken, TJ mm. Holmes, the black man, was replaced. Discrimination. Amy still has a job. Okay. There we go. There we go. Discrimination. So, well, no. It's discriminatory. This, this to my point earlier, I feel like we as black people have to do a way better job at being messy. First of all, they tell you, you don't, you don't go to the bathroom where you eat. There's a a term and I cannot really say it. It's way Mm -hmm. more. You don't do that. That's just Mm -hmm. something you don't do. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just, it gets messy aside from professionalism. Like it just gets messy. That's a fact. But again, we are seeing that we are not afforded the same opportunity of grace. 
yes. in these mm-hmm. types of situations. People yes. like were people really surprised that Amy remained on air? I wasn't. I was waiting for the announcement. Am I tripping? I thought they said they pulled both of them off air, though. They pulled them, and then they replaced one, um, TJ Holmes, with another anchor from, I forget what Mm -hmm. area. But I feel like she has not been released yet. Mm, Interesting. Okay. Well, I could be wrong, but... I mean, I don't feel bad for him. Do I, am I supposed to feel bad for him? The same way that I didn't that feel bad for Ime Udoka. <laughs> the yeah, same way I didn't feel bad for Ime Udoka. <laughs> like it's, it's 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 grown adults. It's grown adults making decisions for themselves. You know Agreed. that as a black person, you're entering a relationship outside of your marital vows. You know that, and she knew that too. Agreed. At the end of the day, you also know where your place is in society as a mm-hmm. black man. What you can mm-hmm. and can't do. So then why am I going to sit here and sympathize with you when you had, like, you know what the circumstances are? No one needs to tell you that, you know? So it's kind of like, yeah. We need to give, give okay. these people grace. I don't grace. feel bad for him. I don't feel mm-hmm. bad for him. You made your bed, now lie in it. But but I just think it's s- funny, mm-hmm. is my point. Like, it's just, right. we're always shocked by, okay, this is what get, this is what happens. Well, no, like, no grace will be extended. And I don't think he deserved any grace in this case. I right. think, you know. Like I said, we don't know what the true scenario is. Like, listen, listen, Mister like, Aldi, Mister Aldi. Yo, y'all don't know like what what the agreement was with him and his wife, though. At the end of the day, like we I don't feel need like to it's know it. We don't, we, in we don't need to know that that he was we, fired. But she married too. Like uh, you can't make it up. We don't. We like, don't need uh, to know the backstory. We don't need we, to know the backstory. We know we the, what we know. Always context what, to every situation. No, no, no. What we, yeah, we know is that both parties were married, and that only one person allegedly separated. The other person may or may not have separated. That's all we know. There so regardless, go. we we know that they weren't single people. That's just yeah. kind of. I mean, maybe she can argue that she was single since she was separated, but like we know, we don't know for a fact if he was single. That's what the that's what makes this a tricky situation. You know, like okay, if you're single, no one's going to be putting their eye on what you're doing in your life, but you're literally on air. Like you are right. literally representing Good Morning America. You think they want to have hosts? Don't you guys watch the morning show? For on Apple Apple TV, no, it's like the same. No. It's like the same type of like watch the morning show on Apple TV. It's the same premise, <laughs> like a scandal that happens on um mm-hmm. on like the air. Like two hosts like are on the air. They cheat, like they cheat with each other, and they're both married. And then they get like the they get fired. It's the same premise. Like so, if it's happening in fiction, why won't it happen in reality? <laughs> you know, like that's just that's kind of the situation. So, I mean, here we I, I beg to differ, but you know, teach, he lost his job. It's unfortunate. Um, but moving forward, like, like we mentioned earlier in the episode, you got to just move and navigate these situations in the public eye very smartly. There are always going to be people watching, you know, even when you try to be discreet and secretive with what you got going on. So I, from my, from my perspective, I think we should still extend him some grace. Yes. He made that decision consciously, but also in the realization that on the other side, we have a woman who has suffered a minor consequence relative mm. to him. And I think that's unfair. Regardless, yes, may may have cheated, may not have cheated. It is what it is. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, I think it was discriminatory. Well, I have a question. Because um, I feel like we, we're seeing <laughs> kind of some themes with within relationships that go public are very exposed on social media, et cetera. So you guys remember Derek Jackson? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Yep. So Derek Jackson 
and his wife that, you know, did that video sitting next to each other, holding Mm. hands. Um, So they're now getting a divorce. Um, I believe the (laughs) divorce. I did not realize that they were getting a divorce for this reason. I just Mm -hmm. thought they were getting a divorce. But apparently blogger Tasha Kay exposed him for being with another woman at a Miami event. Mm-hmm. And bigger than that, this comes a few weeks after Miss Denea posted a video to her social media. Did y'all see it? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. She uh she was really like hammering, prayerfully condemning and cursing people. I mean, like she was speaking, like pulling scripture, y'all. Mm-hmm. And like it was, it, I, like I actually was like, oh no, I can't watch any more of this because it made me feel like you know, me a spirit kind of feels like, oh no, mm-hmm. and I'm not mm-hmm. even talking about y'all in a bad way. Mm-hmm. I don't care about you guys for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. But weeks after she was condemning publicly and cursing people who had neg- negative things to say about their marriage, um, mm-hmm. they're getting a divorce, and now, and now they're getting divorced. Yep, typical, t- typical line of events. And I want to I want to ask Aldwin though because I feel like a lot of men either banged with or did not bang with Derek Jackson. So like which side are, no. were you like one of the people that did not bang with him? No. Nah, you sure I did you want to ask him. Aldwin? Hey, okay. Oh, oh my yes, I am. I'm just Why? playing. Oh, I'm just playing. <laughs> She coming at me today. I, I like it. It's spicy. Ooh, la, la. We we always want to hear. We always want to hear what you have to say, Doctor Albi. We got you. always says spicy. It makes me laugh. But yeah, so you didn't bang with him. No, nah, I didn't bang with him at all. Um, okay, okay. So that I, I mean, I guess that I mean, with this situation, he's he's the 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 standard of a hypocrite. The man okay. talks about this and that. You know, treating a woman this and that way. Some things I agreed with in terms of, you know, taking care of your woman, protecting her and things of that nature. But the fact of the matter is that what you're saying and what you're doing is completely different. So what you're mm-hmm. saying, I can't really resonate with or I can't really listen to or respect because your actions say otherwise. Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is that he engaged in some, it seemed like, abuses toward his wife in terms of not maintaining integrity you know, mm-hmm. embarrassing her. We're seeing in this situation. And again, I don't know the context, but we're seeing the situation. That he, I saw the photo of the woman that he was with. Clearly wasn't his wife. Uh, beautiful young woman. But to say that... <laughs> you said clearly wasn't his wife. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> saying like... Saw to, that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but to say like, you know, it's just funny to me that after the photo started coming out that he was like, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I, I've gotten divorced. And all of this, like explaining everything that's going down. But mm-hmm. when did this happen? When that? When did? Obviously, he didn't have to make that publicly. But the way he was moving was like you were still married to Shorty. You know what I mean? Like y'all still right. like taking photos. Y'all still in videos with her and and the like. So it's interesting how he's been navigating and maneuvering this. And I think I don't. I still don't understand how people, women, are still listening to him, still following his lead, that's following what along with what, what he's saying. Do not listen to this guy. He's a hypocrite. He clearly right. has cheated on his wife and all of that stuff. So why? Why is he getting all of this attention, bro? Like, why is people even recognizing this dude? Block him. Like delete him. Name for Kevin Samuels too, no, 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 but we don't no. got to get into that. No, Kevin no, no, Samuels, no, no. that was that was your guy. That's not that the topic here. Guy. We're not talking about <laughs> Kevin Samuels. Mm. Rest in peace to the dead. 
I still watch his videos. Plus, oh, last Kevin, night. Kevin was, Samuels had a mission, a real, in my opinion, he was really trying to do something to help. He like, was. He was, was just lifting black men. It, Listen, right. I'm going to send you video recording footage of him talking this about is black not, men being This is not slander right. against Kevin Samuels. No, 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 like, no. I've watched, no, no, I've watched no, no, his videos too. I've watched no, his videos no, no. too. And like, there were some things, you know, no. that sometimes he said that did make sense. But I think the the energy he came with was a little bit toxic sometimes but i don't think like you know everything he said was like wrong i'm just saying that you know if we want to talk about Derek jackson sometimes kevin he was getting a little bit problematic too that's that's just my that's my but recipes to him too like i don't i don't disrespect any dead people he wasn't married and he wasn't like being hypocritical what he was saying was what he was actually you know doing you know what i'm saying like he was working out telling men empower yourself take care of yourself like dress up Saturdays, you dress a certain way, like dress up, dress to impress, move with integrity and confidence, things like that. You know what I mean? Derek Jackson is not doing what he's saying. So he's yeah, not a standard Derek of what Jackson a man is, I would want to be. Yeah, he's he's on that. Mm-mm. And it's crazy that he had, take up take away his boot check. I can't. <laughs> yeah, it's been an interesting um end of the year um i feel like a lot like you know like the end of the year you just get hit with a lot of stuff yeah um it it just seems like everything is a little crazy either the relationships um we have a few deaths that have happened that have just kind of been like wait what what what's happening um in the world cup which it's going on right now. Face-off, right. The yeah. final face-off is between Argentina and France. Check it right um, now. Today, right? Right. Um, yeah. So I think everybody's been watching, though, and discussing favorite teams, players, et cetera. But to note, there was a reporter. We mentioned him earlier. Um, he's been reporting for the World Cup for a, a lot of years. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly when he started, but mm-hmm. Grant Wall. Um, and he was 48 years old. So he ended up passing away from a ruptured aortic aneurysm on December 10th while in Qatar, Lucille Qatar, as he was covering the 2022 World Cup. So mm. just kind of crazy. Um, I know we mentioned earlier, when we go to these countries, you got to behave yourself. He was the one that mm. was running around with the... Yeah. What what was on his shirt specifically? I don't remember. He had like a pride shirt, shirt, basically. Yeah, Yeah, the colors Mm. and stuff. Yeah, and there was like some suspected conspiracy theorists saying, you know, maybe they did this to him because he's in such a strict country. I'm happy. I'm not happy that he passed away at all, but I'm happy to learn that there was actually a diet, like, you know, something that came of it um, in terms of. Can you say a diagnosis postmortem? <laughs> I guess be so. Because some people, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, some people get diagnosed after they die. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a crazy year, honestly. And you know, uh, rest in peace to Mr. Grant Wall. You know that that that's a devastating thing that could have happened to him. There's other people, of course, who died as well. Take off. That was mm-hmm. like that shook Tragic. the world. That shook, that shook my world too. I mean, that's, like he. That hurt. Mm. When, when I think about like the Migos and just that entire group and like how they really pushed forward their own kind of sound in hip hop, especially representing Atlanta. I think that's like, that's just so tragic that he died in the way that he died too, which is gun violence, you know, right. like, and 
takeoff doesn't even speak like takeoff you yeah like you'll just i only heard his voice in music i barely heard this man speak in Mm -hmm. interviews like he's a very you could tell he's a very quiet you know keep to himself man and he didn't even make it out like it's just really sad to see and it it, we really it really kind of gives attention to just the epidemic of gun violence especially in hip-hop you know all these people with you know who have who are still kind of one foot in the hood, one foot in music. And, you know, right. that, that, that line is such a, a, a tricky line to toe. So rest in peace to take off and um, Twitch being a very unexpected death as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I know he was the DJ, I think of, of the Ellen show. So mm-hmm. that really mm-hmm. shook, that shook a lot of people. And, you know, his own was, you know, unfortunately by suicide. And that just kind of speaks to calling attention to mental illness, depression, and just how you have to continuously check in on your folks. You know, there really aren't any signs when somebody's dealing with a lot. So, you know, rest in peace to those two. Um, And, you know, I'm I'm hoping, you know, that that there's peace to their families and everybody who's really suffered their loss. Mm. Agreed. Well, there's a a lot of notables that we lost in, excuse me, this year. Um, the uh, honestly a very long list um clarence gilliard trouble tracy braxton we uh, just mentioned kevin samuels yeah, lost sad. coolio um coolio man <laughs> reverend calvin that was mad Butt. random yeah oh man. yeah um I, I mean bill russell mary alice jalen ferguson like there's so many Mm-hmm. And we always here at the lounge, you know, pay respect, honor those who came before us and right. are praying for your families, holding space for you guys here. Let their essence live forever with the uh, yeah, people that they touched and the lives they've impacted. <sighs> Rest in peace to them. And, you know, this is, it's unfortunate that we have to run the list on kind of this note but i think in the end we can say that we've learned and gained a lot i think from 2022 and hopefully all the lessons and all the both good and bad things that have happened to us this year we can carry forward into 2023 with a more positive outlook so yeah yeah, this was this was our run the list so take it away dr aldi well you know what it is that's our show so good looking out for checking out this episode of snma presents the lounge And let us know your thoughts about the discussions we had today or ask us a question for a chance to be featured on our show by emailing us at podcast at snma.org. Be sure to follow the SNMA on all our social media platforms to stay up to date on upcoming events. Be safe, be happy, be merry, and we'll see you in 2023. Bye, guys. Deuces. Thank you.